Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hej och välkommen till Travel News Podcast. Just nu så pågår Nordic Business Travel Forum, tror jag det heter. Det blir lite allmänt förvirrad här. Det är alltså affärsreseseminariemänniskor som träffas från hela Norden. 480 personer på Clarion Sign. Och Travel News är förstås på plats. Och vi fick en intervju med BCD Travels nordiska businessavdelning. Bland annat så pratar vi med, eller inte bland annat, utan vi pratar med Thomas Oden som är verkställande chef i Norden. Wolfgang Strassler som är vice president i hela Europa och Julian Enchadio, jag blir lite us- us- osäker där på efternamnet, han är hållbarhetschef. Och de har en prognos för affärsresandet framåt i Europa och världen och det är tyvärr att det är på väg neråt. Det är neråt på grund av att människor vill inte resa, det finns recessioner i företagen som säger att de inte får flyga så mycket. Då måste de åka tåg, då tar det längre tid, de blir borta längre men det blir färre resor. Nu rullar bandet. Lyssna på intervjun. If you start saying your name and your title. Thomas Oden, Managing Director, Nordics. Uh, and the company? BCD Travel. And your name is? Uh, Wolfgang Strasser, BCD Travel, Senior Vice President, Europe. Okay, so uh, the last one here, you're the boss. Uh, yeah, I'm the master colleague. Okay. <laughs> what uh, business uh, trends uh, do you see? What trends do you see in business travel at the moment? Well, clearly in the last say six months we see a strong increase of travel again. So many people more on the road. The type of travel we see is quite different from the past. So we see more complex travel. People are taking a longer travel with several stages uh, instead of short, sub, uh, multiple short stays. So this is one. In Europe, in Central Europe, we see a clear tendency to on rail. So there's much less domestic air, for example, Germany or France. And uh, in general... Why is that? Well, there are two reasons. For us. First of all, there's a good thing of uh, sustainability. So people do it by choice uh, on, on, on their CO2 um, balance. But uh, the other thing is really that we see that air travel sometimes has too much disturbances from last year. So they think in most countries, uh, and I'm taking off my home country, Germany, uh, rail is quite much more reliable to go as well. But uh, when there's problems uh, going on train, when the train is departed or you want to move from another country, uh, what do you do when they phone you? You know, when, when, when the train doesn't trip, doesn't go as it uh, should. Yeah, well, our our uh, agents still can help the travelers when they are on the move. So all the, the, the service teams are there to reschedule. But uh, I admit, of course, that sometimes for a train traveler, it's easier to find a solution at the station, at stage. Yeah. Um, but still, if we come for a long distance or longer distance rail, which I think is a very high potential for the future, I think the infrastructure in Europe will depend more on multinational rail as well 
we will see that this kind of rail will be a lot more reliable than the, the shorter domestic ones, what we see at the moment. Can you see if the customers are more satisfied going with, on, on a train or going by plane? No, we actually we can't see that. We see that this is very much uh, dominated by the travel policies. So some many companies now giving order that certain um, city pairs are only mandated by to go by train. Yeah? We assume that travelers sometimes would still like more to fly, of course, because mileage, prestige, whatever. But uh, I think this time is gone. So there's a lot of um, also the other sustainability where companies really have an eye on what is the travel behavior. Can you see any other big trends at the moment? Well, we see that a lot of our customers are uh, very much interested in combining traditional business travel with uh, M&E, with meeting and events. So the meeting point gets into focus to get this also under procurement um, surveillance. We see, of course, now, and it's a short term, that uh, Far East is opening up, which was absolutely down the last three years. So we see a strong increase also in Asian travel again. Are we back to 2019's figures or how far from them are we at the moment? Well, we are close to them, but we will probably not reach them in our prediction this year. So we hope that we will be back really end of next year, if you compare uh, month by month, but uh, not this year. Uh, shall I continue with you? Uh, how... Hello, hello. <laughs> I will finish up uh, okay, with you. Sorry, uh, tell me, is the same trends in the Nordic market? Yes, I would say that. Uh, what we especially see is that the day trips has, has, has been reduced. So, so people don't travel day trips anymore. They combine trips with longer trips. And that also gives the fact that when you go for a trip, you, you stay longer. Which uh, also tends to, to put another uh, name in place, pleasure. So when you go for a trip, you stay longer and you stay by the weekend as well to combine. And how do you deal with the cost when you have a pleasure uh, working with uh, you? Well, uh, it, it's cost redundant. Uh, so, so you have the, the trip back and forth. But of course, when you stay during the weekend, you need to pay yourself. And uh, are companies okay with this or uh, is it complicated or...? No, it's not complicated. You pay it. You split what, what you have in your private uh, portfolio, so to say, when you go on a trip and, and what you have on the company portfolio. The Nordics markets, uh, if you take the different countries in the Nordics, uh, is there any difference or everybody doing the same in the Nordics? Well, I, I think when it comes to, to domestic travel, and that preferably has been into Sweden and Norway, that has a substantial uh, domestic travel. We can see decreases in, in Sweden especially. Uh, and uh, you hardly ever go by, by flight to, to Göteborg. You, you preferably go by rail. So if you go, you go by rail. But of course, domestic travel in those countries ha has been reduced. You only go on daytime when, when it's needed. So we're less traveling, business traveler in, in Sweden at the moment. I would say in the Nordics you can count that uh, around 30-40% less than back in 2019 and especially facing air. Uh, any other trends in the Nordics we should talk about? 
Well, I think we have been quite fast adopters, but not may, maybe so different to, to the rest of Europe. But we can see that using the comb combination of digital products, Zoom and Team has, has changed the way we work. We sort of, it was hardly impossible to get into digital meetings before COVID. Now it's socially accepted. Everyone accepts to meet on Teams. So we do certain things when it comes to 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 this kind of digital meetings and then we try to do something else when we meet and I think we haven't really figured that out really we are searching for that and as Wolfgang was mentioning these kind of combined meetings uh, meeting in groups multiple purposes of the meeting so you enlarge the meeting and do something else we are still searching for that I believe but still uh, we are 480 people here uh, at the uh, Clarion sign uh, what does that say about the business well we we love to meet each other and we need to meet face by face and as you recall it has been some time as we met face by face and I think that is one of the reasons why it's so many people here we would like to get back and meet face to face these big meetings, small meetings, as we see, continue to, to increase and, and really getting back. So you might say that individual travel is, is, is less, but we see a strong increase in meeting face-to-face. -face. And obviously, what we did in the past in these kind of meetings, we need to think about doing something else. Because we, we, we maybe do some of the boring things on the digital meetings and do the fun when we meet. Okay, we have a new guy here. Who are you? Okay, hello. My name is Julien Chanchu. I work for Advito. So Advito is the consulting arm of BCD Travel. So we are the subsidiary of BCD Travel. Uh, and I'm leading the sustainability practice. So I'm the senior director for sustainability by Advito. So my job basically is to explain my client how they can reduce the environmental impact of their business trips. And what do you say? Uh, so we have a very specific approach, I have to say, quite aligned with what, what my colleagues say. So we have a three-step strategy for our clients. First, management, which is a polite way to say travel less. We, we have to accept that. This, this is the only way uh, to reach our climate goals. Second, travel better. Train, of course. Uh, better aircraft. Some, some airlines are much better than the others. And that has to be taken. Uh, how could you, uh, when you, you don't know if you will have an old plane or a new plane until you get on the plane? It depends. There are tools now that enables you that calculate precisely the emissions. We have launched uh, by Advito and BCD a partnership with a company called TripKicks, which means that in Concur you can have the exact emissions of an aircraft. So it's a good way to nudge the traveler and to explain what are the best emissions. But, but if Lufthansa changed the plane, what will you do? Um, so we I have been traveling a lot, you know, I was going to go on a Lufthansa and something else comes up. Not Lufthansa, but SAS. So you have the tactical piece and the strategic piece. The tactical piece is what I described. So if tomorrow Lufthansa buys new aircraft, it will be seen in Conquer and we will show lower emission. That's the tactical piece. The strategic piece is more for a global decision like an RFP. We have some airline rankings, for example, and some airlines like Virgin Atlantic, for example, they have pretty much only new aircraft. So when you fly Virgin and Transatlantic, you are pretty sure to make a good choice, I would say. So you have two, two aspects, I would say. And then you have the hotel. Some hotels are more sustainable than the others. The cars, electrical cars are globally better. So it's all this approach that we, uh, that we provide to our uh, customers. And the customers, they like these electric cars? Sorry? The customers, do they like the electric cars? Uh, yes, but uh, the supply is not there, I have to say. That's why we are careful when you look at the figures, just 2% of their rentals are electrical. Not their fault, it's because the supply is not there in many, in many cities. 
I heard that uh, SAF, uh, when you have it in an airplane, uh, where it's, it's covered 2% of uh, the total demand uh, in the world. Uh, what do you say about that? Unfortunately, it's not true. It's more 0.01%. So today it's very low. We, we support SAF to some extent, providing it's a good SAF because SAF is not good by definition. You can have the good SAF and the bad SAF made of palm oil, for example. Um, but we are a bit against the, the SAF hype in the industry because when you hear the industry, you have the impression that it will solve all the industry issues. Unfortunately, we doubt it can be scalable. So yes, we promote it. it if it solves 3% of our problem, that's great already. But it will, I think we'll never reach the day where SAF can fulfill 60% of our needs. Do you think that the Paris goals are possible to reach or not? Uh, they are if we are serious and being serious means accepting that we have to find a new model uh, with less aircraft typically I think this is, is the only way forward it's hard for us to say that and you can believe we are objective when we say that uh, but I think we can live and, and thrive without growing so I think it's a fundamental question should we grow or should we thrive that's kind of different and do we need to grow to thrive the answer I think being no okay uh, I'm gonna finish off sorry I'm just coming back to it about, I don't know, sorry I'm late because some of your people holding up over here and that's no worries. my family. Coming back about the situation, how about the staff situation? Everybody is talking about how hard it is to get uh, new people on board now. What is your situation in BCD? Yeah. Well, in the Nordics, uh, it has been tremendously hard because um, as, as many has been also old, they left the industry. Um, and also to the fact that they, during COVID time, was laid off, they, they searched for other jobs. So, so there is less experienced agents. So we have started to educate and train new people coming on board to the industry. And, and we also have gained some, some, some new staff coming from the leisure industry that is also trained into business travel. So we have a lot of new people coming on board and that, that inspires also the one that is still uh, working within the industry so so it, it has been a good experience of course we have started to focus then in in a large extent on training onboarding learning and and preparation of this because you might say that um, a very big extent of all agents is new to business we talk about 50 60 percent in in some countries is is new to business so, so how does that impact on your uh, service level and uh, well, yeah, I, w I would say there's also another dimension I would mention because in the past, and this is a positive really development, in the past we have been very much dependent to find people around our offices because they were used to, to have to commute. These days we can hire basically people everywhere. So we define the skills. Do they, should they have technology uh, education? Do they have a uh, bachelor? Do they have, what kind of language skills do they have? And when they meet the skills, we can hire them basically everywhere because communication facilities have improved so much that we virtualized all our teams. So this is a great opportunity for us and we saw a complete new generation but also type of people joining us. It's not the travel agents anymore. It is someone who wants to work in this dynamic, globalized business with a lot of opportunities in travel somehow. 
which is really good and, and really, really clever people have, have been joining up. And that also makes them the positive on the service side because these people, they have also a different attitude in servicing the people. They might not really know how to exchange a, a 10 coupon around the world ticket at the beginning. Yeah, That's obviously something you have to educate special people. You, you are more on specialized uh, skills than you have been in the past where everyone should do everything. But um, I think our service levels are good again, so we have very well managed that. But there's a huge training effort, just as Thomas said, that we have to continuously develop the people on the systems and on the travel skills. I heard from other GMCs that, that they are a little bit, have a little bit problem that the clients to, let, to get them to understand your transaction, each transaction has take longer because now it, it's more complicated. So how do you see uh, the willingness from your clients to pay more in transactions fee or whatever kind of fee they are, they are paying? Or do you see a new payment solution from your, from your clients uh, in the future? I mean, if we would not be able to make our clients visible what we are doing for them, then we would not have a right to exist anymore. So we are doing that. It is really that you have to argument by facts and figures. Yeah? You can see, you can have the call statistics where you see the calls are longer. You have uh, more services per call that, that are requested. And when you do that, yeah, and when you do the maths properly, then clients accept that they get more solution. They get more help. They get more service. And they accept that the pure ticket number only cannot be the base payment, for, uh, the basis for payment anymore. And we're coming to quite interesting new models and, and finding out different, also not really payment models. Yeah, maybe payment models, but um, where we get again an adequate funding for our services. And this is the core thing what we do. And it only works in dialogue with the clients. And that's one of the reasons why we appreciate shows like this, because you can really get into detail with the clients about that. Uh, have I forgotten something that I should have asked that you want to tell us? The consulting channel. Are you satisfied? <laughs> yeah, well, one thing I can say. Um, um, it's still about my topic, about sustainability. Um, I have to say I see a positive trend in the industry, more on the, on the client side. So um, I have to say I'm very surprised that our clients are so serious on sustainability. I can name a few because they made some public commitments. Pfizer is one of our, our top clients and they have committed to a decrease in business trips emission by 50% by 2030, which is huge with very strong goals by department. And if you exceed your budget, you are not allowed to travel anymore. So that's highly serious. LinkedIn is implementing an internal carbon price, uh, which is something that you, I think no one could have imagined just, uh, just two years ago. So the trend, at least on the client side, is very positive, which makes me confident about our, yeah, the sustainability goals of our, of our industry. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. I have one more thing. Yeah. And that is about that uh, it's, it's easy to point uh, the finger to the TMC when we talk about SLAs, but nevertheless, think about what is the prediction of travel? What do the, our clients know about this? And it, it's so unpredictable. And if you don't know what volumes you, you might expect, it's really hard to plan the business as well. So it's really into, for the industry right now to be better in, in prediction together with the clients. And we have, during the COVID time and the recovery here, have a, been established a strong relationship to our clients to plan that properly. So service level is fine. Okay, we're going to take a picture. Thank you. 
Ja, det var en intervju med Travel News podcast och bläddrar du bakåt i systemet finns det hur många intervjuer som helst med olika människor i resindustrin. Och prenumerera gärna på Travel News podcast då får du heter det, löpande information om när vi gör en ny uppdatering. Tack så mycket för att du lyssnar och ha en fortsatt bra dag. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Join us today during the Jeep celebration event. Right now get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.